Hello and welcome to Cavalcade of America from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware, makers of better things for better living through chemistry, presents the Cavalcade of America. Tonight's play, One Came Through. Tonight's star... Wendell Corey. Bells tolled mournfully in Boston on the first day of June, the year 1774. By act of Parliament, in direct reprisal for the Boston Tea Party, the thriving little port was closed, shut down indefinitely cut off from the sea lanes by a grim squadron of British warships in the harbor, by batteries that commanded every approach by land. In a matter of weeks, Boston is like a ghost town. The shops empty, wharves deserted, town meetings forbidden. The only sound, the steady tramp of British patrols. From the window of his shop on Fleet Street, William Dawes, a tanner, watches the approach of a company of redcoats. Peter. Peter. We're apt to have visitors. Some oh. of the British are headed this way. Ah. Well, they march well enough, that they do. With an air like they were a company of the king's nobles. Lord Here they are. William Dawes. I'm William Dawes. I'm Colonel Smith of the King's Regiment. By order of General Gage, I'm to search these premises. Search away. Corporal, look in the back. Inside McCready. Sir. Upstairs. Yes, sir. Two of you men come with me. You there. You! Me? Stand up. It's a difficult procedure for a man of my advanced years, but if you insist... Who are you? He's Peter Gadsden, my clerk. Let him answer. Peter Gadsden, clerk. What are you doing with that knife? Whittling. Whittling what? Whittling a waddle. A what? Not a what, a waddle. What the devil's a wattle? A waddle is what a whittler whittles. Now, some whittlers aren't sure what they whittle, but when I whittle, I always whittle waddles. Don't you? Watch your tongue. A feat I have never been able to accomplish. My nose obstructs the view. Uh, Colonel, uh, is it in order to ask why you invaded my shop? And just what are you looking for? You're an officer of the militia, Dawes. I'm major of the ancient and honorable artillery company of Boston, that I am. I've orders from General Gage to search these premises for firearms. All I have is my musket. You're welcome enough to it. Where's the cannon? The what? The brass cannon your company exercises with. Where have you got it hidden? Oh, the cannon! Uh, Peter, uh, do you recall where we've got the cannon? Well, now, let me see. Uh, the cannon, uh... Mm. Now, will you believe me, Mr. Dawes? I do think I've misplaced that cannon. It's very absent-minded I've become. Nothing upstairs, sir. Nothing found in the back, sir. Oh, very well. Dawes? Sir? This is an order. The cannon is to be delivered to the arsenal by noon today. It'll go hard on you and the rest of your crew of rebels if it isn't produced. Do you understand? I understand. The next time I come, I may forget my natural, gentle disposition... I hope I make my meaning clear. Oh, yes. Very clear. Good day, then. Come in. Well, 
off go the peacocks on parade. Let's go, Peter. Go? Go where? To the schoolhouse, where we've got the cannon hidden. All right, all right, all right. Your attention, please. And now, with the permission of you young gentlemen, we will explore for a moment the properties of gerunds. Quiet. Quiet, please. A gerund is a verb-like noun. Uh, the uh, word uh, gerund is derived from the Latin gero, meaning to carry on. School dismissed. Dismissed, I said. Oh, it's you, Dawes. Come in. Come ahead, boys. The cannon's hidden in the wood box yonder. Do the British know we have the cannon here? No, but they'd find it soon enough. General Gage would rip the town apart to get his hands on it, you can be sure. We'll have to move it to a hiding place outside of town. It's too heavy to carry around. No, we've got a wagon outside. Come along, lend a hand. Uh, take the wood off the top. Right? Aye, aye. You'll have to lift the cannon out. Oh, Peter, aye. stand by the door and keep watch. Aye. Now, get a firm hold now, boys. Ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Then lift. Fire! Over the edge! Look out, it's slipping. Let it down. Oh, get hold! It's too heavy. Look out. Dawes, your hand. Never mind. Lift it. Lift it. There, that's it. Now, careful. Put it down. You smashed your hand. I'm all right. You men, get the cannon out from the wagon. Peter, you know where to take it. Aye. Well, when you have it safe, come and tell me at home. I... I'd better have Hattie look after this hand. William, just bathe in your hand this way. It's not doing much good, darling. It looks all inflamed. You're going to have to have it attended to by a doctor. I can't, Hattie. I went to the doctor. There'd be questions. How did it happen? Why did it happen? You don't know who you can trust these days. The word got to General Gage. I had part in getting our cannon out of Boston to be a peck of trouble. I know, dear, but... Shh. I see who it is. Don't let anybody in but Peter. All right, William. Oh, Peter, come in. Oh, thank you, ma'am. I got it tucked in safe and quiet, William. Good. Oh, that's a mean-looking hand you've got. And he won't go to a doctor, oh. Peter. Please make him go. I told you, Hetty, it's not right to take the chance. One-armed man won't be doing much good when the trouble starts, William. Hetty's right. You need doctoring. Now, come on. I got the wagon outside. We'll go see Doc Warren. Warren? Who's he? Good man. Whittles Waddles in his spare time. a nasty wound. How'd you get it, Dawes? Mashed it. So I see. But how? I don't reckon it matters any. Uh, hold still now. This may hurt a bit. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. All right. Block and tackle would have made the job easier. We don't say. Things like this happen from lack of organization, lack of planning. I don't know what you're talking about. Bandage too tight? No. Knowing you've had to lift a cannon out of the wood box in the schoolroom, you should have had enough foresight to bring along block and tackle. What cannon? <laughs> Secretive fellow, aren't you? I stick to what's my business. 
even though others may do differently. I agree with you, Dawes. You do stick to business. You know how to keep your mouth shut. You're the man I want. The man you want? For what? Uh, don't use that arm for a week. Now, unless you've other plans, I'd like you to come along with me. May I ask where? Certainly you may ask where. To meet John Hancock and Sam Adams. This may appear a bit melodramatic to you, Mr. Dawes, but it is required of all who join our enterprise. I will ask you to put your hand upon this Bible. All right, Mr. Hancock. Do you solemnly swear, William Dawes, to keep all that you hear and learn in the presence of the gentlemen assembled secret unto yourself and speak of it to none others? I do solemnly so swear. Good. You know Mr. Sam Adams. Only by reputation. How do you do, Mr. Adams? How do you do? Sam, I think we owe a vote of thanks to Dr. Warren for bringing us this gentleman. I'm sure we do. Are you experienced in the saddle, Mr. Dawes? Not just for short jaunts, mind you. But can you take a hard ride and a long one? Aye. Good. Now we come to the point of our meeting. Once General Gage has his position consolidated here in Boston, his objective must be to put down the resistance movement in the countryside around. He knows the militia have arms and powder stored in towns all around Boston. So his next move will be to try to get to our military stores, and that must be prevented. We've taken all the precautions we can. Our main supplies are now at Concord. Gage will be after them as soon as he finds out, and he'll find out soon enough. The Minutemen between here and Concord have been alerted. All they need is a word of warning that the British are out. And they'll mass all along the road between Boston and Concord. That's going to be your job, Dawes. To spread the warning. To get the word to Concord that the regulars are on the way. Well, like as not, the British will seal off all the roads leading out of Boston, won't they? They'll be needing to move in secret. You'll have to outwit them. That's your mission. And I take it gladly. Now, your orders will come from none but members of this committee. Myself, Adams, or Warren. From no one else. I understand. Then let us shake your hand and wish you luck. But, William, I, I don't understand it. Why do you suddenly want me to go to Worcester with the children? Boston won't be safe when the trouble starts. Well, then won't you come with us? I can't do it, Hetty. Why not? I can't. Now... Please don't ask questions. Haven't I a right to ask questions? Ah, uh, you have, but believe me, darling, I don't have the right to answer them. Now let's get to the packing. I want you and the children safe in Worcester by this time tomorrow. Get up there now. Come on. Oh, oh. Peter, what the... Get down from the wagon so as we can talk. All right. Over here, in this doorway. Oh, it's good luck I was able to catch you before you got to the shop. What's the trouble? I've been in Worcester getting... Hetty uh, and the children set with the kinfolk. I figured you'd come by this road on your return. Redcoats are in the shop. Oh. Waiting for you. Seems like this Colonel Smith is a mite put out at not finding the cannon. He swears he's going to arrest you on sight. That's a nice kettle of fish. You'll come and stay with me. Oh, I couldn't do that, Peter. Only endanger you and your family. You're staying with me. That's orders. Orders? Uh, through me to you from Doc Warren. Oh. 
Seems like he figures your voice just ain't powerful enough to reach the Concord from a dungeon in Boston jail. But uh, what am I supposed to do? Nothing. Just wait for word from Warren. Oh, maybe weeks, months. Mm-hmm, maybe. I'll tell you what, William. I'll keep you company. What? Yes, the two of us together. We'll have... I know, I know. We'll whittle wattles. That'll be real rousing fun. Return to Cavalcade of America, starring Wendell Corey as William Dawes. Spring of 1775. Still in hiding, William Dawes waits for the word that'll send him speeding through the Massachusetts countryside, carrying the message that the British regulars are on the march towards Concord. Suddenly, one night, he decides to try a desperate plan. We're going out tonight, Peter. Two of us. Now, William, you know what'll happen if the British just lay eyes on you. We're going out. Hancock told me to plan my ride carefully. And I can't do that sitting here with you whittling waddles. Now get a wagon ready. What for? To see if the British will appreciate some play acting. It's in my mind to give a prize performance. And there's the sentry post up ahead. Now remember, Peter... You just sit and keep your mouth closed tight. Aye, as you say. Hey, up there. Halt there! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you? State your business. My name is Timothy Willoughby. Your business? Well, I'm I'm going to Cambridge. Well, state your business in Cambridge. Well, it's not business, really. It's my wife. Your wife? Uh, she's, she's staying in Cambridge. Well, no travel's permitted on this road. Oh, you've got to let me go through. My, my wife will never believe me if I'm delayed even so much as an hour. She's terrible strict with me. Ah, oh, she is? Oh, yes. Well, I, I've got to be in the house by seven sharp. That I must or she'll... she'll... Oh, it'd be awful with me. Oh, you're a hempate one for sure, ain't you? No, <laughs> no, no, just a peaceable soul. Oh, uh, Corporal, I'm... Uh, I happen to have a bottle of spirits. Now, I don't use it myself. Perhaps you'd like it. It's right here. Hmm, uh, well... Well, uh, I'll be coming through this way most every week, and, uh, and uh, well, I just might always have some spirits with me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Every week, you say? Oh, yes, yes. Every week. My wife's very strict. I must go to Cambridge every week. Oh, say. Well... One bottle's hardly enough for the four of us here on duty, you know. Now, isn't that strange? I happen to have another bottle. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well. Right here. Hmm. Oh, rum. Jamaica rum. Pass on your way. Thank you. Thank you. Get up now, get up. (laughs) (laughs) On my word... You're so convincing, you even got me feeling sorry for you. <laughs> All right. We're set now, Peter. We'll ride through every week. They'll get to know us, expect us, and be glad to pass us. We've got the gate open. Now, when the time comes, nothing will stop us riding through. Yeah. 
And now it's the night of April 18th, 1775. I'm from Dr. Warren. He must see William Dawes at once. You got here quickly, Dawes. I've been waiting months, Dr. Warren. Sleeping with my boots on. Good, good. Come inside to my study. You know, uh, this gentleman know each other? Of course, of course. I know Paul Revere. Glad to see you. How are you, Dawes? Splendid. A Dawes. It looks like the regulars are set to move on Conquer tonight. Tonight? You're sure, sir? We're almost positive. The regulars have been assembling all day at the bottom of the commons. Now, we're not sure yet whether they intend to advance on Concord by way of Boston Neck or by boat across the Charles River to Charlestown and then on by way of Lexington. And they've got plenty of boats to ferry them across. That's right. But it may be just a subterfuge. We have to be sure of the route they intend to take. And that's why I've asked Revere to take a hand in this. Now, here's the plan, and mark it carefully. We have Richard Devins over in Charlestown waiting for our signal. Signal? One lantern will be hung from the steeple of North Church if the regulars move by land, two if they move by boat. Now, Devins is to send word on to Hancock and Adams at Lexington as soon as he sees a signal. Well, what if the British spot the lanterns and, and haul them down before Devins gets to see them? Well, that's why you gentlemen are here. Just in case the signals fail, you'll carry the word to Lexington and Concord. Revere, you'll try to cross to Charlestown by boat. The Somerset is anchored in midstream. It'll be a tight squeeze. Well, get across. You, Dawes, try to get through by land, through Boston Neck. Now, make no mistake. Redcoats have been sent ahead all along the road to make sure no messenger can spread the alarm before the regulars reach Concord. But you get through. I'll get through. And so will I. Then you both best be off. Good luck, Dawes. Good luck, Revere. I'll see you at Lexington. We'll ride to Concord together. Right now, Peter. This is the one time we've got to get by the sentry post without trouble. Do you have the spirits? Four bottles. We're liberal tonight. It's an occasion. Let's go. William, look. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. It's not the regular sentry at the post. It's Smith. It's Colonel Smith. Oh, he recognized me on sight. You stay back. I'll ride ahead and distract him. Then when you get my signal, ride like mad. permitted on this road. Ah, I'm a bit deep. Right back. No one's permitted on this road. You'll have to talk louder. I said... What's no... going on here? This man claims to be hard of hearing, sir. Oh, does he? Hold that lantern up. Let's have a look at him. Uh, why, it's you. I, I've run out of waddles to whittle. Seize him. Get up there. Catch me first. After him. Catch that man. After him. Ride, William. Ride like mad! Through the moonlit night, William Dawes rode, and he rode like mad. At every crossroad, every farmhouse, he spread the alarm. Sexton! Sexton, you there on the steeple! Aye! What is it? Sound the bells! The regulars are on the march! Come on! 
Bells tolled and drums beat, and the Minutemen swarmed along the roads leading towards Lexington and Concord. It was one in the morning when Doss dashed up to the minister's house in Lexington. It's William Dawes. Dawes, come in. The regulars are out, Mr. Hancock. We know Revere is already here, and Devon's got the signal from North Church. Oh, Revere. So you did get by the Somerset. I tickled its stern with my oar as I rode by. How does it look from Boston to Lexington? The whole countryside has sprung alive, Mr. Adams. Good, excellent. When do we start for Concord? Whenever you're ready. I'm ready now, sir. Then, by all means, be on your way. Now, two riders dashed through the night. Paul Revere... And William Dawes. Rain up. No. There's a rider up ahead under that big elm. Uh, I see him. Take care now. He's not a soldier. I can see that. Under the tree. Who are you? Come out. Sam Prescott of here. Sam, what are you doing out at this hour? Courting the prettiest miss in Lexington, if it's any concern of yours. Who's with you? William Dawes, rider for the Provincial Committee of Safety. What's brewing tonight, Paul? For the past hour, all I've heard are signal drums and bells tolling in every church steeple. The regulars are on the march. They're headed for Concord to get the militia arms and ammunition. So that's it. Listen, not more than ten minutes ago, a group of British officers rode past me. I heard them in time and hid behind some shrubs. How many? Four, at least. Well, they'll be waiting up ahead. Have an ambush for us, that you can be sure. Getting you two prime rebels would be a feather in their cap. Yes, it would. But they'll not get both of us. Doors, turn and ride back to Lexington. Go back? You're too valuable a property to be risked on the road tonight. It's only you, Warren, has to get dispatches out of Boston. You going ahead? Aye. Sam and I will walk into the hornet's nest. One of us will manage to get through to Concord. Going back, why, it's like turning my back on a rousing good fight. Before this is over, Dawes, you'll have all the fighting you can ask for. Right now, your mission is to carry word from Warren to Hancock and Adams. There's no bigger task in the country. And a fine quality of prayer it must have been. Have you heard from Peter? She's heard nothing but Peter. I've been prattling away to her all night. Peter, you got away from them. Oh, no. They got away from me. And lucky for them redcoats it was, too. Are the Minutemen gathering, William? Gathering? Hetty, you should see them. On every road leading to Lexington and Concord. 
Every man and boy with a musket. And the women too, Hetty. Carrying extra guns and food for their fighting men. This is a night that'll long be remembered. They'll be fighting then? From behind every stone wall and every tree. Ah, good, good. Peter. Hi, William. Put down your knife and take up your musket. There'll be no more whittling till we march the Redcoats back from Concord right into the sea. King's Chapel Cemetery in Boston, a little brass marker can be found on a plain weather-beaten headstone. It reads, William Dawes, Patriot, Son of Liberty, and first messenger sent by Warren from Boston to Lexington on the night of April 18, 1775, to warn Hancock and Adams of the coming of the British troops. Our thanks to Wendell Corey and the Cavalcade players for tonight's true story. Tonight's DuPont Cavalcade was written by Irv Tunick. Original music was composed by Arden Cornwell, conducted by Donald Vores. The program was directed by John Zoller. The DuPont Cavalcade of America came to you from the Belasco Theater in New York City and is sponsored by the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware, makers of better things for better living through chemistry. Tonight, just for laughs, listen to Red Skelton on NBC. Mm.